Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Paddy Mann, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. My co-host Alexis is still sunning himself under the pretense of a business retreat in the south of Spain, so I am flying solo once more. Today, we're going to pick up from where we left yesterday, uh, looking at the eight reasons why most documentation initiatives are doomed to fail. On yesterday's episode, I covered the, the documentation loop of doom, where many teams uh, have this burst of energy every few years where they see the pain points that their team are struggling with. They go, wow, if we could document our stuff, then we would solve all these pain points. And they spend weeks or maybe months uh, choosing a new tool and putting a load of documents in place. And then it, they don't get used and they um, don't get maintained and eventually people start to ignore them and everything goes back to normal except they've lost a few months having invested the time trying to document stuff until duh, 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 18 months later or maybe a few years later someone else has this bright spark of energy and they repeat this this loop of doom not only does it not achieve their goals not only does it uh, derail them from their, their current other priorities, but of course it then leads to this feeling that business leaders who have been through this a few times have, which is this suspicion, this uh, belief that any investment in documentation is very unlikely to achieve the goals that they want. And so while they understand that documentation is a great idea, while they know that all the business bestsellers are telling them that they need to start delegating, they need to be handing things down and to do that documentation is going to be key, they tend to put it on the back burner because they know it can take a lot of time and they know it often doesn't get the desired results. So yesterday we looked at the first of four reasons why these documentation initiatives often uh, fail to deliver. The first four were, it's not obvious where the content should go. And that's not just thinking about the tool that you're using, though that is important, but also knowing exactly where it should go in terms of the, the organization of your content and the type of content that it would need to be in. Should it be in part of an onboarding process or should it go into a checklist? Should it go into an existing one or a new one? Is there a standard structure already in place? Because if that isn't there, then so much time gets wasted procrastinating and that procrastinating just kills the the likelihood of things being documented or kept up to date in the first place. Second one was that we're often seeing these initiatives starting off based on experiencing real pain. But as uh, someone gets excited and starts planning, instead of focusing on the biggest business priorities, they start to focus on how to create content for everything. And the second you start to try to uh, document for completeness as opposed to documenting to solve problems, it takes too long. It doesn't return uh, on the time that you've invested. And of course, it gets deprioritized. The third one was that it takes too long to uh, create content, not having your um, uh, standard structures and, and uh, standard way of doing it. And knowing, not uh, sharing of the team and having the whole team understand that you want to be documenting at a really high level and only adding additional detail where it's required. All these things mean that um, 
it can take hours or even days to create a document that someone feels happy sharing with other team members. And again, to get that return on time invested, you want to be getting that down to minutes or well under an hour. And then finally, the fourth one we covered yesterday was that it's not easy to use. And again, this often comes down to thinking about uh, the standard structures and best practices for how we uh, create those documents rather than just giving a blank canvas and, and letting people go at it. When given the blank canvas, there's this um, almost inevitability that they will document a lot more than is needed. Uh, and they can, uh, people often go into completely unneeded, necessary levels of detail on anything which seems to be relevant to the kind of the broad subject. And not only does that mean that it takes much longer to create the content, but it also means it's not obvious how to use it. And if it's not easy to use, if it's not something which is embedded into a business process, then it won't be used. And if it's not used, it won't be maintained. And so that loop continues. So today I'm going to be picking up on the, the final four um, kind of big reasons why these initiatives fail. And the next few, uh, whereas the previous ones were thinking about, you know, creating the uh, content and making sure that it's usable. So uh, do we know where it goes? Is it focused on things that are going to solve problems? Is it going to take too long to create? Is it going to be easy to use? Now the, the angle changes a bit to thinking about how it is managed. Um, it is a grossly overlooked part of the uh, puzzle. If you want your, uh, your processes and your documentation to work and not just today when you're sharing it with the team and getting them to use it for the first time, if you want it to be um, uh, actually used and kept up to date in the long term, then you need to manage it. And when I say that, that almost sounds like it's going to, well, on the one hand, duh, of course, if you've got something that you want to happen consistently uh, over a long period, then it needs to be managed. And yet it's, it's something that people don't even think about. It's like, wait a minute, you need to be documenting, uh, managing your documentation and managing your processes. Aren't they kind of self-managing somehow? Well, the answer is, is no. So reason number five, no one is held accountable for using it. So when we say that one, no one is accountable for using the, the processes, the, the content. Initially, when you share it for the first time, then you, you're going to keep an eye on them and make sure that people are, people are using it. But can you see that everyone on the team is using it? Are you setting the expectation that it needs to be used every single time? Can you uh, check and see when a process was last run? Um, if you've got a, a process that needs to be run every day or every week or every month or every quarter, do you have an easy way to check that it is happening on that cadence and that people aren't dropping the balls? The problem is if you simply kind of set the expectation once and hope that it gets remembered, it won't. People will, over time, forget to use it sometimes. And people will go on holiday and the balls will be dropped. People um, will forget to... Uh, that the process should be running every week. And it's okay, someone else will work it out or they'll pick it up when they come back. But what happens is each time you kind of take that chip away, you, you basically said, it's okay to use it, but you don't have to use it every time. And um, 
sometimes balls will be dropped. And in doing so, everyone's kind of respect for, do I need to follow this process every time? Or is it just something which I could refer to if I wanted to? It changes the attitude. It changes uh, whether you have consistency and a foundation on which you can then keep improving or whether you've kind of got this nice to have document which people can go look at if they want. And the second it became, comes this kind of nice to have document that exists if you want to go look at it, then of course it stops being maintained and people don't bother going to look at it. They said you go back to your old ways of people trying to remember and people uh, asking others when they get when they get stuck. And it, it's killing each of those little niggles is killing the benefits that you're trying to get out of putting these documents in, in there in the first place. If it's done well, you and your company can be in a position where things just work like clockwork. I mean, you can reliably know that the key processes are going to run. You can reliably, you can reliably know as a manager that your team are going to be doing uh, all of the things they're responsible for and that you're not going to constantly be answering their questions. And there's not going to be this huge risk when they go on holiday or when they get sick. It just happens when when you're in that place it's magical but you need to manage you need to be uh, managing to check that the processes are being used and you need to be holding people accountable uh, and if you want to do that you know it, this isn't challenging uh, it's not kind of difficult as a as a concept you can use the uh, same management constructs that you use in other areas so um, use your weekly or bi-weekly meetings to take a look and check that everything's um, being run. And the quickest way to do that, you don't want to have to uh, do a kind of a, a registration of, okay, has someone done sending the invoices every day? Has someone updated the dashboard? Has Obviously, that's not a great idea. So instead, you use a dashboard. You, you get a high-level view where you can see that all the processes that were meant to be run have been run. And you can see all the little red flags going, wait a minute. Why haven't we done any uh, uh, repurposing of our podcast onto Twitter in the last week? Uh, okay, yeah, James has gone on holiday. Okay, great. Mandy, can you pick that up? That's the power. That's the power that you get from uh, managing it week in, week out. That's, uh, you know, the example there was a simple uh, podcast not being repurposed. But we had an example um, in our own business where we hadn't been um, reminding team members to take holiday. And what happens is we have quite a generous uh, amount of holiday in our company. We give 40 days uh, per year to all team members. And um, we encourage them all year round to take it. Myself and my co-founder, we definitely take our time. We've got families. We both took many weeks during the summer. And uh, some team members will, will, will jump on it, but others uh, uh, need need reminders. And it, it's great. There's so many positives to, to taking these holidays longer holidays but we found if we don't remind people to do it then it kind of it kind of slips to the back of the mind and, and it's very easy to go okay we've got some business priorities and, and, and deadlines coming up or uh, some goal or target that I want to achieve so I'll just push it back I'll push it back a little and I won't think about when I want to go on holiday or what I want to do with that time and so if you don't remind and encourage people to to take it it gets to the end of the year and you're in a uh, problem because suddenly everyone on the team needs to take their holiday at the same time if they want to use it. We doesn't really work for our business if after a few years we we have to let everyone take uh, six months off. So we do say you have to take it off in the year. And so what had happened this year is we'd, we'd forgotten a simple 
step which was in our kind of HR process to remind uh, people every month just to take take that time off and it sounds trivial but the business impact to us was we suddenly uh, said well oh you, you do need to take your holiday we still want you to take your holiday we think there are big long-term benefits of doing that but we lost uh, it meant that a number of team members went and our uh, capacity for supporting new sales went down for a period and we estimate the, that cost at being somewhere between twenty and thirty thousand pounds for that drop ball, and it's such a uh, a simple thing. And now we have a, a dashboard where we can see has it been run in the last month. Is it meant, we can see it's meant to be run every month. We can see who owns that. If uh, it hasn't been run for a month, it's a little red flag, and we can then tackle that and problem problem solved. Um, we now as a business never have that risk again of that same problem happening of course we had learned from that lesson so it's unlikely that specific thing would have happened again but it's all those other scenarios that we haven't thought of uh where there could be balls dropped which are also being captured and every time they happen for the first time we improve our processes and we're in a better place so yeah number one we want to make sure that we're managing we've got people accountable for using the processes and the content that we create uh, in fact, that was number five, uh, following on from uh, yesterday's list of four. So number six, no one's held accountable for maintaining it. So we want people to use it. We also want to make sure it goes up, keep, uh, is kept up to date. Everyone uh, out there is going to be familiar with documents being created, being put somewhere on a shared drive or in Google Docs or Confluence or whatever, and then not being maintained. And so at some point, you've got this document, which is got some useful information but it's not the you know a, a good source of truth on how things work in your business now and yeah as a result it's it's not trusted and over time it gets ignored and in in doing so it's not just that document but it's a general view on all documents it's your team can no longer trust whether the content in a document is to be trusted and where does that leave you? Well, it basically means that they need to check with someone else every single time they look at any document and will often discover that, yes, the, the, the content in that document isn't quite right. And if it isn't quite right, that then leads to a discussion and the person who's sharing the, the knowledge instead of uh, having it in the document is now being derailed from their other tasks. And as you'd expect, if your whole team uh, velocity your team speed towards your goals is going to be taking a taking a big big hit you're losing out on all the potential uh benefits that you should be getting from from having documents and processes systems in place so how how do we how do we avoid this how do we make sure that content's being maintained again it's about making sure your team are uh, clear that it is their responsibility to keep it up to date and that you're going to hold them accountable and then that you do hold them accountable. How do you do that? You manage it. You make sure that um, all the processes are, are being used, which means that if there's any issues, that it should get get flagged. You make sure that you can see when content was last reviewed. You, uh, the moment that you see that someone is looking for advice or uh, you know bugging someone else, asking questions, or doing something in the wrong way. Um, and they should have been able to find the guidance in a document, you make it very clear that 
that's not acceptable. They need to be following the, the process. And if the process or the, the policy or the onboarding isn't right, then it needs to be updated. Uh, and in doing so, initially you might need to do it quite a few times, but they're doing this consistently, you get into a place where the team are aware that all content is meant to be uh, kept up to date. Now, this all becomes much, much, much easier uh, if I relate this to a, a bit of advice that came yesterday, which is all of the content needs to be tied to a business process. So it needs to be tied to onboarding training uh, policies or, or SOPs, your standard operating procedures checklists. If you are in that position, then it becomes very clear when something isn't working because it's, it's essentially going, I'm trying to follow an SOP to do a task, send an invoice, and this step doesn't work. I can't log in. I can't uh, add that detail to that field. Um, when I did this, it led to a customer complaining or during the onboarding, uh, they go through a step and go, I'm confused by this step, or it feels like there's something missing. When everything is tied to a process, then it becomes very clear when there is an issue that needs to be uh, updated in the documentation. Um, and then, yeah, as I say, hold them accountable, make sure it's managed. Number seven, and it kind of relates to the last one, people feel uncomfortable suggesting updates. Now, this isn't something that you will normally see early on in the life of your documentation uh, and your new tool and new initiative. So if you've created a new system and you've got your documentation and processes in place and you're still going strong after six months and people are still using it because you've, you've addressed a lot of the previous points that I've discussed, then great work. That's, that is awesome. Um, one of the, the challenges we faced as we kept going at it was that the people who had initially created the content, which is often someone who's an expert or quite senior in the team, uh, they've been there for years in a small business, it's often the business owner or leader, they created the content and they feel this is amazing, I can get everything out of my head at last. Um, and they, they will quickly make updates and it you know they can make that decision immediately. It's like, should, should we have this additional step in our demo? Yeah, absolutely, let's get it in, I'll just tell everyone later, that's fine. The problem is when more junior team members who haven't been around for that journey need to uh, or identify an issue and they can see that there's something which doesn't make sense or um, it feels like there should be another step in it, but they feel uncomfortable making that update. This is a document that was created by Paddy, the business owner, the CEO, and surely he knew what he was doing. Surely there was a reason why he said, you know, stand up and lean to the side 45 degrees while doing this next part they might not understand why but it feels like there must have been a reason it's so odd that he must have had some good reason and so they will do it every time and uh paddy uh, myself i will then uh see a demo in a few years time ago why are you standing 45 degrees to the oh and it's because oh, i had some weird office where i had to bend around a, a pipe Silly example, but you get the idea where there was a reason why it had to be done that way a few years ago. That reason doesn't exist, but it's not being challenged. So you've got this this problem where, again, we've got content going stale. It's not that the process isn't necessarily not being used, but there's this kind of, um, there are steps which people aren't quite sure how to, to, how to follow or why they're doing and perhaps they're spending too long on it, but they're not raising that there's a challenge here and they should be fixing it.
and it took us a while to work out how to 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 address this one but the there's a, a couple of um uh, i'll say there's three ways so the, the first is that we need to be encouraging everyone to raise issues and we we've, we've covered this in, in last week we were looking at um, how to support issue management in your teams how to make it a, a place where everyone's raising issues and they're getting tackled promptly and so any issues with the documentation should be coming into your issue tracker and be picked up in in meetings um, that is really great though i'd say it doesn't consistently happen people still start with this point of i'm not sure if this is this is enough it feels like it's a sensible thing Hopefully they'll pick it up, but not necessarily. Um, the second is to try and embed it really with the documentation. So to have an issue management built into the the documentation uh, tool. And that's something that we're, we're working on at uh, Air Manual, because what you really want to do is get to the point where that moment where you've got a question, you can just put a question mark against it or a little comment just to say, why is this? What is this? Or ask, asking for feedback at the end of the uh, the process itself. Was there anything that was confusing? Uh, and in doing that, you you make sure you you get those issues out of your team members at the point that they arise. You'll then need to just review those issues and and manage them as a team to work out what to do about it. The third is that we want team members to be suggesting changes or actively making changes themselves. So it takes a uh, some encouragement. But one thing that we, we essentially do with, with every new joiner is when they're going through the onboarding, um, they will almost always find something in the checklist which they have a question mark about and they're like, what does this mean? And what we'll get them to do is to update the process there and then once we've given a, an explanation, an answer of, okay, this is why this is in here or why and this is what it means. And we'll get them to tweak the wording or add in a little help box to explain it for the next person. And we explain to them at that point this is, you know, we're using these processes, this documentation all over. Whenever we identify an issue, we need to fix it. Um, whenever it's a, a trivial thing or something that you feel comfortable uh, solving, then make the update immediately. And then the result of this is you can be in a position where team members are happy making those minor tweaks and they get they get resolved quicker. The bigger ones, they come up through issues. But it's, uh, as I say, this whole, this whole issue is, is something you won't experience early on but as you're trying to scale it up across across your whole organization across teams um as you can get more time to care about the you know the 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 small issues of what where there's opportunity to improve the processes even further from the uh the starting point that you've uh that you've that you've got this is a a challenge that comes up and it's something that actually led to us moving on from some of the other previous tools that we've used in fact is one of the big reasons that we ended up creating um, Air Manual because we saw it hitting us again and again and again, um, uh, and that there are uh, better ways that we could be managing managing that built into the tool. Then number eight, the final the final one. Your teams had no training, uh, so. Throughout this episode and the previous one, I've covered a load of kind of things which can hold you back. Uh, if you've kind of picked up on some of the details, it matters how you, what title you give to a document. It matters um, that you need to know there's only kind of four types of content that you should be creating. It should be an onboarding training, um, uh, an SOP or checklist, or a, uh, a policy. It matters 
that people know where to put the content. It matters that they know that they need to give it, uh, keep it updated the whole time. They need to be raising issues. It matters that the team need to be managing it and so on. And these aren't difficult things to fix. Uh, they're not difficult things to apply or to learn, but you do need to take that little bit of time and um, and basically train your team. And that could be by training them as a channel training session, or it could be by introducing the new systems that make all of the other um, uh, behaviors the standard way of doing things. And so that's, um, again, what we're trying to you know, build into uh, Air Manual is that the uh, the way that you create a document will naturally be one of those four types of content and will naturally be uh, recommended to uh, give a good title to your checklist and the the documents make it really easy to keep checklists at a high level without the document looking like silly. Uh, people always feel uncomfortable just sharing a uh, five bullets in a uh, Word document, though sometimes that would be enough. Um, and we're also building in the, the ability for management and accountability. If you've not got that, then you're going to need other systems uh, for kind of managing the processes and so on. And you just need to uh, upskill your team on, on how to do it. Again, it's not that these are big challenging issues, but they're not obvious to people because they haven't, in most cases, haven't been doing them before. All right, so key takeaways uh, from today, from the final four points, you need to manage your processes and content and hold your team accountable. Your team will need some training and support uh, to adapt. Uh, how to do it? Well, it's not that difficult. It gets easier if you've got a, a specialized tool which um, builds a lot of that uh, into it. Uh, and we're also going to go deeper uh, on how to do it, um, well, both in the, some of the upcoming episodes, but also in our weekly webinar. So as regular listeners will know, we have a regular, uh, a regular weekly webinar, how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. And you can find out more about that at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar that's airmanual.co co forward slash webinar final note if you're listening to this as a podcast episode in particular then please take just uh, 30 seconds a minute and leave us an honest review it's so useful uh, to us because it helps apple and all the other podcast providers to see that there's some uh, energy around the podcast and it will promote us essentially to a wider audience so that hopefully we can help more people uh, if you're not on podcast, if you're on LinkedIn Live or anything else, then please leave a review, leave a comment, do whatever you can, engage with us, and let us know what you think. Until next time, have fun.